What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Everybody, welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we're going to be doing a fantastic book review. It's the book Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. This was recommended to us by our amazing helpster, Kaylee. Uh, thank you for being a part of our Patreon community. If you want to be able to vote on topics for what we do on the show, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash self-helpless and be a part of our Patreon community. We love it so much. So I have some tour dates that I would like to plug before we get into the show. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been coming out on tour. I can't stress enough how amazing it is to meet you guys. Like Delaney and I haven't even been able to record in person for the past, what, <laughs> year and a half now, yeah. year-ish, and like let alone meet you listeners in person, it's something that we get to do pretty rarely unless we're on the road touring. So that has been such a fun experience to meet you guys. So thank you to everybody that has been coming out. Um, October is going to continue being busy. October 13th through the 16th, I'm at the San Francisco Punchline. I love that club. I'm so happy to be back there. Um, October 29th through the 30th, I'm at the West Palm Beach Improv coming to Florida. And then November 4th through 6th, I'm back at Dr. Grin's in Grand Rapids. Uh, November 16th through the 17th, I'm in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook. And November 26th through the 28th, I'm at Punchline in Sacramento. So, so many tour dates being added all the time. New tour dates for 2022 as well, which, oh my gosh, 2022 sounds so futuristic. <laughs> like <laughs> flying cars, Jetsons. I can't believe that's just next year. But um, you can get tickets at Kelsey Cook. Dot com. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Kelsey Cook Comedy and TikTok. So uh, yeah, grab some tickets. Hope to see you guys on the road. Beautiful. Delaney, what you got? Yeah. Hey, we just uh, we just launched season three of the Aficionado podcast. Very excited about it. 
lovely community of entrepreneurs over there, very like unconventional service providers and entrepreneurs who voted for all the topics, um, submitted the topics. So very, um, yeah, like got some good shit coming up. Like going to be giving like an in-depth overview of my own business. We have a lot of tips for how introverts can scale their business if they don't want to oh, be nice. super visible, like all kinds of stuff. So feel free to check out Efficionado. Um, there's also a side piece that goes along with every episode, which is basically a guide that offers practical applications for you so you can simplify and streamline and scale your service-based business. So check it out, DelaneyFisher.com. We'd love to have you. Yay. Uh, should we get into a quotable? This is actually from yes. the book itself. Oh, please do, Kelsey. Please do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so um, the book Wintering is written by Catherine May. So this is one of the quotes from it. We have seasons when we flourish and seasons when the leaves fall from us, revealing our bare bones. Given time, they grow again. Nailed it. Really Absolutely nailed, nailed it. it. Yes. Um and- doesn't it always feel like when you are in one of those times of, you know, as she's talking about, like when the leaves fall from us, right. I always feel a little panicky that the leaves aren't going to grow again. Yes. And it seems like that's, it's so weird, that initial shock or response to the wintering seasons of our life. It's like we have to remind ourselves, consciously remind ourselves that we've been here before and that we've yeah. survived before. And that we're going to be okay because that shock to your system, I don't think ever, I don't know, ever, you get used to it, but not that, I don't know. (laughs) Do you know what I'm trying to say? Exactly. Yeah. It's like once you are in one of those places, it's so hard to think back to the other times that you've also felt like this, but made it through it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you just get a little panicky. Um, But this book, this book just felt. I mean, it's called wintering and it did feel like a warm cup of soup. Yeah, it's just it <laughs> so comforting. I felt very seen. I felt very like, oh, it's so nice that other people know this, that other people, of course, I know that other people go through hard times, but just um, being reminded that when you are going through um, a tough period or just winter in it in and of itself, that things keep moving and that it's necessary. Exactly. I know where it's, it's just comforting knowing like, Hey, if you're not happy all the time and you're not in a year round summer spring mood, there's nothing wrong with you. You know, like it's, it's normal. And like you said, it's necessary. And that's where so much growth happens. And it's an opportunity to really go back to basics and strip everything else away and remind yourself what's really important. Um, yeah. And I can really think back to like all the, all the best, what ended up being the best things and the best decisions came from wintering seasons of my life where I was knocked yeah. on my ass for one reason or another. And I had no choice, but to do something different. You know, I couldn't do yeah. what I was doing anymore. And of course that leads to a lot of growth and, um, you know, a more authentic life in general when that of happens. Course. Of course. Yeah. Um, so let's give you guys a little bit of a background on this book. Um, so the book starts with talking about a lot of the challenges that came about into Catherine May's life all at one time. So a week before her 40th birthday, her husband um, became ill. He had appendicitis, um, just a whole big hard 
time in terms of health challenges. During the same time, she gave notice to leave her nine to five job in hopes to find some new fulfillment, but she started to feel ill and was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, um, which is a type of inflammatory bowel disorder. Also, just side note, if you listeners would ever want us to do an episode on Crohn's disease- I was just going to say, disease, we should write that down and do that. We should write- I'm going to write it down right now because we've taught- I don't know. Have we done a whole episode on irritable bowel syndrome? And I don't know if your- we've dedicated a full episode to it, but we really should because I had that was something I had to rule out when I was having those symptoms. They had to check for colon cancer and Crohn's disease and all kinds of stuff. Right, right. Yeah. And I was diagnosed with you know IBS for a period of time and I think maybe with some- diet changes and stuff like that. It's improved. I don't know if I still fully have it or not. I feel like it's kind of all I've known. <laughs> right. So I, I never really know what's, I guess, normal, what's not. But um, yeah, let us know if you listeners would be interested in that. Um, anyway, she, she suddenly found herself unemployed and unable to do the creative work that she'd envisioned. Um, there was hard stuff going on with her son at school. She decided to take him out of it and homeschool him herself. And during a whole big ball of harsh times coming together, she allowed herself to be sad, get rest, and paid more attention to the world around her. She'd always been interested in the natural world and its rhythms. And so in a period of her life that felt as bleak and harsh as winter, she began to look to that season for lessons. Um, This is very interesting to me. She said she noticed that unlike humans, Mm -hmm. plants and animals don't try to resist winter. Yes, I have that written down as well. Isn't yes. that, yeah, it's a, it is an interesting thing to take a step back and go, gosh, that's so right. They just they know it's coming, they adapt, right. and then they bloom and thrive afterwards. So they know that winter is very different from summer. So um, they gather their resources, rest, and regenerate. When the season is past, they emerge transformed. She began to think that wintering might be as essential to humans as it is to plants and other animals. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. uh, yeah, all of that. It's to me, it's the FOMO thing. It's like if we can all collectively go, hey, we're gonna slow down, we're right. gonna take a break. I would feel so much more comfortable doing that. To me, it's just right. hard. That workahol workaholism in me is very strong still, where I yes. have a hard time even taking a nap sometimes. Because mm. I just think, yeah, but I, there's other stuff I could be doing. And I'll sleep tonight. So why nap now? Like, that's not healthy. I'm not listening to my body then. Yeah. There is just this societal thing that it's, that can, that can just be implied that, Hey, if, if you need breaks frequently or even seasonally, then you just can't hack it and suck it up. You know, and I, I really like the way that she kind of brought up like modern technology. Now that we have like electricity and artificial lights and all these things that, we don't need to go into those wintering phases like we used to back in the day if it was fucking winter and all you had was a little tiny lantern or a small fire you were fucked you could not do anything but rest and that's it you can't see anything it's too cold you have to just sit there and reflect and rest and probably lean on your community to get through it but now we don't really i mean of course some some places you know it can Hunker be rough, down. obviously, yeah. like winter specifically. But with that analogy, it's like we have this modern technology that allows us to kind of skip it in ways, the way that plants and animals who are living outside, they don't have that that option. So yeah. they have to adapt. They have to hibernate. They have to collect their resources ahead of time and prepare. And we're just going, 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 and going. And yeah. then we just fucking crash at some point and have, we're forced to winter. <laughs> 
instead of actually building it into our routine or our system. Yeah, gosh, I wish I could think of things that way more before I hit a wall of burnout or sick or anything like that. And then you're forced to, yeah, it's just like, it should be implemented, but you know, we've Mm -hmm. talked before about how it sucks that in like modern day, the five day work week is the norm. And in reality, that's like, that's just not enough balance for people. (laughs) No, no, it is not enough time off. No, it's like that. It's also, also, I feel like also, also, <laughs> it's been a long day, guys. Um, that happy medium of knowing that winter is important and, and, and doing the reflection and better and getting the benefits from it. But also if you stand outside in the cold too long, you freeze to death. So yes. it's like, how, you, how do you like, okay, I'm doing this for a purpose, but if I stay in this state for too long, it also could be detrimental to my health and finding that balance. Yeah. Everything is being overridden. Yes. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. There's also so many great things that come from winter and from dark times. So throughout history across cultures, regions, winter solstice has coincided with important festivals. You know, we've got Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah. Um, But aside from those religious celebrations, you can also spend time with family and friends, um, do something as simple as hosting a regular wintertime dinner gathering where everyone cooks and eats together. Like, I love that we did that, Yumi and Tay. The years ago when Cam cooked us dinner. Yes. <laughs> We've that talked about that nice. dinner so many times. We just had like a little actually we did that last year too, didn't we? Oh, we did. We we yeah. all got together. Yes, we did. Yeah. And we had a meal and we exchanged some gifts. And yeah. I I do really love that about yeah. winter. Um, so the key thing is to cultivate connection with the world, ensuring that you don't observe the darkest moments of the year alone. Um, mm-hmm. which yeah, can I can definitely happen. Um, there's something especially potent about the rituals that occur around the time of the winter solstice. Uh, but any form of uh, you know, ritual connected to a calendar makes space for people to measure the passing of time and to just pause and reflect. Like the whole saying, be sure to stop and smell the roses. I think, especially in my business, it's that constant rat race of like getting to the next thing and hustling. 
And sometimes you forget to just stop and go, oh, like I did it. I'm, yeah. I'm living this life that I worked so hard for and wanted so badly. And now it's here. And sometimes I don't just let myself sit in it and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting, like just the comparison she was making to like, you know, other parts of nature where like we just have this such negative charge on having, wanting to take breaks, needing to take breaks and all of that. And like animals don't see having to uh, hibernate or breast as like a nuisance. Like winter is not a nuisance to them. It's just a signal that, okay, things are changing and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, prepare for this. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, we don't know what's going on inside the head of a squirrel, but I'd imagine it's not like, <laughs> oh my gosh, my life is over forever. Now nah, they're just going to go get their nuts and go fucking crawl in a hole somewhere, I'd imagine. Yeah, and, they adapt. Right. And so if we can just look at it that way and accept it instead of resist it, I think resisting those times in your life makes it so much worse. If you're yes. just like, hey, I'm accepting that I'm sad. And this is a transition period. And instead of trying to fight it and pretend like everything's okay, can't I just allow myself to feel these things and check in with my body and see what I what I need and what I want? Yeah. I think people would have an easier time of it if like a fairy came down in front of you and was like, hey, I'm just going to let you know this for sure won't last forever. Like I've seen into the future yeah. and this hard time won't last forever. I think people would have an easier time dealing with it, but it's that fear that people face of like, what if this is it? Like, what if I'm always going to feel this way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting, like, I mean, with the analogy of winter, because um, obviously some some people live in places where you're not experiencing crazy snowfall and stuff like that. But right. when when real winter does come and your car is like, you know, covered in snow and you can't move and you can't get anywhere, you are really forced to just be present. Like it snaps yeah. you out of what you think your reality is. Like you think like, oh, I just, I got to go to work today. I got to do all these things. And then you're snapped back into like, oh, actually you can't and you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. Because here you go. So you are then left to um, just be and that's yeah. so that's so hard, I think, in you know, in, in our modern world. Kels, do you have like yeah. any go-tos during the wintering seasons of your life? You know, when when things are, you know, kind of tough and you have to kind of retreat and whatever that looks like, do you have like your go-to, what makes you feel good or taken care of? Mm. It does, I mean, I know we're talking about wintering, it does kind of depend on the weather, but I always I, I try hard to do something that can get me outside because if I if I stay inside for too long, I just think it's easy to ruminate and have an unhealthy amount of thinking. Yeah. Like I'm a big think it through person and process it and journal all of that. Mm. But I do know, I think I know my brain well enough at this point to know that there's a balance. Yeah. Like you gotta talk it out, you gotta process it. But then you got to go put it in motion. You have to, right. I think, get like back into your body, get outside and learn ways to work it through rather than just like letting it still stay stagnant. So I like to get outside. Um, I like to think about what would little me want. I try mm -hmm. to get more connected because I feel like a lot of time if you're having, if you're going through a hard time, it's 
like your, it always sounds so corny to say your inner child, but you know, that's a big term in therapy. But like a lot of time, something's happened that has made your inner child sad. Right. Or feel shame or feel hurt. And sometimes you kind of need to coddle yourself because when we get older, sometimes we forget to do that and to treat ourselves in that way where you, you forget that you were once a very small version of you who just wanted a cookie and a hug. Yeah. And sometimes you got to just go do those things. So I, I try to ask that part of myself, what would make you happy right now? Do you want to go get some takeout food? Is there a movie you want to watch? Is there just stuff like that? So That's those are great. things I kind of, yeah, my little touchstones. How about you? That is such a good tip. It's just like, yeah, what is, what is a little kid inside you want? And allow yeah. them to do it. Don't say it's stupid or silly or, you know, not worth your time. Yes. Um, uh, let's see my go-to stuff. I love taking a good, a hot bath. A hot bath is yes. really what my biggest go-to, one of my biggest go-tos and then really shitty reality TV. That's been the new, <laughs> a new thing for me since the pandemic. God bless it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, comfort food, a hot cup of tea, really good conversations with my friends and family, just like yeah. those raw heart to heart. <laughs> Yeah, moments. You and I have had a few. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that makes me feel like comforted and taken care of and connected and reminds me like, oh, what's really important here? You know, taking care of yourself, connecting with the people that you love. And yeah, yeah I think those help me kind of recalibrate quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to ask you, have you ever gone through a quote unquote wintering time but in summer months where it's like the vibe is like everybody is having a great time right now and it's summer and everybody's having fun. Like to me, that is harder than fucking great question going through something when it's like, you know, when it's rainy outside or gloomy, I know you're from California, you're from Southern California. So you might not relate to this as much as I might be from Washington, but yeah. I like nothing feels better than if you're having kind of like a down day and it's rainy out. Ooh, love it. Because then it matches how you're feeling and you don't really feel that FOMO of like other people are going and having a good day. It's like everybody's yeah. kind of chill today. But if if you're having a hard time in the summer, that's tough for me because it doesn't it, it's almost like the season is being toxic positivity. The yeah. season is telling you, <laughs> the weather's telling you, bitch, you should feel feel great. Go like have fun. Go to the beach. And it's like, no, I need to process this, but it's such a bummer to process when it's nice outside. (laughs) Oh my God. I can think of, uh, and this actually was during the summer, I believe just, oh my God, going through a breakup and then your friends really try it because they're lovely people trying to help you through it. So they invite you like, come out with us to a party, like come to a party, right? You're at this party, you feel like crawling in the hole, you know, in a hole on on whatever. And you just, everybody around you is drinking and laughing and making out and having a good time, dancing and music, eating snacks. And you're just like, I feel so alone, even though there's 300 people in front of me. That feels like, that feels like, uh, yeah, that's, that's the experience that came up for me when you said that. Basically, one of the biggest takeaways from the book is that in the wake of illness, career change, and family upheaval, she learned to apply the lessons of the season 
to her own life. So she learned wintering. So that human life, like all of natural life, comes in seasons. But we're programmed to resist winter and act as if our lives are one long, continuous summer. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, but our winters should be, a t- whether that's the actual season of winter or if you feel like you're going through a winter in your life, yeah. whatever it is, it should be a time to hunker down, strip back to the basics, and focus on our own well-being and survival it's an acquired skill. Each time you do it, you become better prepared for the next. Mm-hmm. Um, your body and your rhythms will begin automatically to slow down. You'll learn to cultivate the quieter pleasures of the season. And at times when your winter feels too much to bear, remember that the hard work of winter is preparing you for the rebirth of spring. Ooh. Yeah. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yes. Yes, indeed. I have a question for you. What would you say some of your biggest lessons have been from... The wintering moments. From wintering. Yes. Hmm. Biggest lessons. Or like any positive outcomes or just, I don't know. Yeah. Anything like that. That's a great question. Um, I think, hmm, learning what I'm capable of. Mm. And it's kind of like what she says, when you go through it, you're building a toolkit to help you for the future. So for me, when I've had to go through hard things, now it makes the other t- like times I've run into that are hard again, it makes them slightly easier, I think, because it's like, okay, I've been here before. I know how this feels. And I, I have a, f- a better faith in myself than I used to. Mm-hmm. Like going through wintering when I was younger – that was a really scary feeling because I didn't have a toolkit. It was just like, what the fuck is this? This is horrible. How am I going to get through it? Right. And now it it forces me to be a little more calm, um, really connect with myself. I, it makes me zoom out of my life a little bit and try to look at life as like a whole rather than feeling shitty in this one moment potentially. It's like, okay, let's zoom out this isn't going to last forever. Let's figure out how to make things better in like the coming days and weeks. So yeah, I don't know. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. It reminds me of that. I'm sure I saw this on it's like an Instagram quote, like uh, a bad day isn't, isn't a bad life. <laughs> you know, A bad winter is not a bad life, right? Yes. Um, that it's all, all of it. There's going to be positive and negative and great stuff and terrible shit and like you know, we've talked about so much, like life is a lot of gray area. And that's why I know for me, as I've gotten older is like, I just savor the moments where everything feels great. Like, wow, everything feels really put together right now and in place. And I'm so enjoying myself right now. And I just appreciate that so much more because I know that's not how every day is. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really, you know, um, that's not a guarantee. And I think, for me, I think uh, it has winter times 
in my life, I think strengthens my relationship with myself and my relationship with others. Cause it really, yeah. it forces me to get honest about what I can and can't handle. I think yeah. what's actually been, um, kind of a blessing for me in the past about those wintering times is like, um, I remember just, you know, hitting a really bad bout of burnout and ha- having no choice, but to scale back. And yeah. it's like, oh, this winter kind of made the decisions for me. I didn't have to actually make the decisions. My body will not allow me to do yeah. all of this. So I I have no choice but to like make these decisions. So I right. feel like sometimes it's kind of an, a nice external factor that comes in where, oh, thanks so much for making this decision for me because I was really struggling with making it myself. Yeah. And now you've really fucking, you know, you've shat on my table and now I have to clean it up, you know? <laughs> really sat me down. <laughs> yes. And I remember even when I got so ill when I was a teenager and I had to, I had to withdraw from school and be homeschooled and everything, like that decision was made. I couldn't, I couldn't physically attend school. So there was no decision to be made. I had to like you know, start something new. I had to find a new normal. But during that time is when so many wonderful things happen, really great relationships, friendships. I found like, I, you know, my passion for art again. I realized that there was another, there's, there's another option for doing things and getting, getting to the same destination. And that shit has stuck with me forever. I mean, that's what I've like based so much of my life on is that experience that felt horrible in the beginning. Yes. Felt like the end of the the end of my world. So, yes. Yes. For sure. And I do think it helps you um become more grateful. It's kind of like what you're saying like uh I've been mentioning on here the last few months about um a family member being ill and I think when you are going through something like that it just makes you so grateful for every day and that's a that's one of those lessons that you can read a book, you can see a little meme on Instagram of like, be grateful, right. practice gratitude, love right. your family. Right. But sometimes it it actually takes your world being rocked to really know what it feels like to practice gratitude. Because I think I, I'd like to think I was somebody who practiced gratitude before, but I feel like it was pretty f- pretty fleeting for me. Mm. Like it was easier for me to look at the negative of things or really fixate on things that didn't really matter. But when real life shit happens, I mean, I can say pretty confidently now that I'm somebody who, um, like I feel true gratitude every day with this person in my life, um, Mm -hmm. that's going through this. So yeah. 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 Sometimes it, it takes that. You know, it's an interesting, what this book brought up for me too, is like, I, I, I really thought about, um, times that I've like gone to funerals before because mm-hmm. it's that, that's that crazy thing, experiencing some kind of loss or death in your circle. And then it's like time stops shortly. Yep. It's like everything comes to a halt. And then you have these people gathered around that, you know, yesterday, their plans to do X, Y, and Z, go to work, go to this thing were like very high priority, you know, importance and everything is rescheduled, postponed, canceled for everybody to be gathered in one spot. And what a weird feeling that can be because it feels so surreal. 
Yeah. And, and that feels like a, a, like a wintering moment, even if a funeral is, uh, you know, a day or a weekend or something, you know, obviously the grieving yeah. process, there's no, there's no time limit on that, but that's, um, that's always a very strange experience being at a funeral. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, we, uh, we hope you guys found this helpful and, if you're going through a winter in your life right now, yeah, it's going to be okay. You're not alone. Totally. It's be okay. And even with this podcast, we've been doing this for over four years. We have wintered the fuck on this podcast. We have sure been, we have. have. We've shown up during spring, summers, falls, and winters. And it's so weird because like podcasting for that long, it kind of feels like a like a digital journal or something yeah. where I don't know if I ever listened back, you know, when I was older, I could probably be like, Oh yeah, I can tell I'm not yeah. firing on all cylinders on this episode. And this is what was probably going on. It's very, it's interesting. Yeah. Yes. It's a good way to put a digital journal. Yeah. Um, would you like to read the iTunes review of the episode? Sure. All right. So this is from MT Bell 123, and it says, From Monica, not Vivian. I'm poor and I share my mom's Apple account. <laughs> Hi, Monica. Um, I started listening during quarantine as something to fill my time like the rest of the world, and I've since fallen in love. I kept telling myself I would just listen to some and then found myself saying, But just one more, and I'm now on a binge streak. I love how you guys Aww. touch on so many topics, whether it is directly pertinent to your lives or not, and talk about them with such genuine curiosity and openness, which this world needs more of. And actually, thanks to your episode on raising a child with a disability, I'm a pediatric physical therapist. I had a light bulb moment of realizing the diagnosis of a kid I was treating. Oh, wow. I think she's, I think Monica is referring to the episode that my cousin guested on. Yeah. So I'm going to have to tell my cousin that you said that. That is really Wow. That's, that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, also thanks to you all. I am realizing more and more how much my anxiety affects my life and that I'm not crazy or alone, but anyway, thanks for the laughs and discussions. Keep up the good work, ladies. Monica, thank you so much. And Vivian, thank, thank you, you for Monica. letting Monica use your Apple account. <laughs> I really appreciate it. Good mom button. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. That's, thank you. Means a ton. Um, yes. Be like Monica. Go leave us an iTunes review, would you? And then you get a chance for it to be read on the show. Would you? Would you yes. please? Would thank you. Um, yes. Thank you. Uh, do you have a segment? I do. So, okay. You know what? This is a this is a good shit. I've been seeing my siblings a lot lately, which has been nice. And my little sisters are really into wearing temporary temporary tattoos right now. They have just like a stack of them and they put them yeah. all over their body. <laughs> so um, I have been, you know, doing that with them and it's just been really fun. And I'm kind of digging the tats on me. No, no I like- They I'm, look I'm so good. I have one right now. It's not like a great, not my favorite one because I've been doing this for a few weeks, but- I'm like, I'm kind of experimenting with like different locations on my body, like the inside of my arm, my foot, like, and I don't know, something is like, mm, I think you might want a real one. <laughs> Tattoos look good on you. Do you know what you would want? No fucking clue. I think that's what's always stopped me from like getting Same. one. It's like, what would I want forever on my body? I feel like my, I, my interests change so much and things change. It would have to be something that is a constant forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Have you ever thought about way. getting a tattoo, Kels? I the only thing I really ever considered was getting my favorite my favorite quote, which is um, "Go in the direction of your dreams, live the life you've imagined." Mm. 
which we made our shirts crawl in the direction of your dreams. Yes. published shirts. Um, is that the whole quote or am I – is it Did go I confidently miss- in the go direction? Go confidently. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I just haven't said it in so long. I forgot part of it. Yeah, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. Live the life you've imagined. Right. Um, that is one thing that I'm like, I don't think I will ever not love that and feel strongly about it. Mm. But I just – I don't know that I, like, look like a tattoo person. Like, I don't know that it would look great on me. Mm. Um, so I don't, I don't think I would. But, yeah. you know, it's funny – our sometimes our <laughs> segments without like because we don't know what each other is going to say. Right. Sometimes they just overlap perfectly. Like the time where I said I started eating chicken again, and you told me about <laughs> your adopted chicken that you're sponsoring, like a child that you're helping through college. Um. So I got my eyebrows microbladed a few days ago, which is basically yes. like a semi-permanent sort of tattoo um that it lasts like three to five years yeah um you can get them touched up once a year if you have oily skin like I do they tend to fade more quickly but um you know it's a it's a process and they look I, great thank I you so them. much and it's so We're funny actually- like you did get a tattoo <laughs> like I don't know if I'm a I, tattoo person I don't know if I'm a tattoo person <laughs> meanwhile I got a face tattoo. I got two <laughs> face tattoos um Post Malone over here. Stats. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matching face stats. Um, yeah. I, uh, I We're not going to put this on YouTube, this episode, just because they're still healing and I just like, I don't know. I'm feeling a little, I want to give them some more time before there's revealing video the of world. me online, before revealing them because they're, it's quite a healing process. Like they turn darker before they turn lighter and kind of the regular color they will be. And mm. they, they they get red initially and stuff. They look pretty normal right now. They just look a little dark. Yeah, they look very um, good. Thank you. But really loving them so far. It's a very interesting process. And yeah, it, it definitely is like a, a treat yourself. Like they're, they're a little pricey. Yeah. It's a little pricey to get done, but – when I think about not having to fill in my eyebrows every day, to me, that's, it, it just is, it's it. nice. It's nice to think about waking up and having my eyebrows look the way I like them to look when I fill them in. And right. we've mentioned on here that I was a child of the 90s and early 2000s that plucked all my eyebrow hair out. And there's just parts that they just don't grow back anymore. Yes. And I remember you saying that. And I'm like, I don't know if I did that. And then I found pictures that I absolutely did do that. And I had tiny little baby eyebrows at some point. I'm shocked and that yours grew back so full. Yeah. Well, you because, know, they're full yeah. and dark, but they are patchy. They uh, are patchy, but they are like, I mean, they're really, I have very coarse hair. So it's like maybe that kind of makes right. up for it. But mm-hmm. right. Yeah. How my, I, she was, when she was doing, she's like, your eyebrow hair itself is very like thick. Like yeah. the hairs themselves are thick. So where you have them, it looks great. But the problem is there's just parts that like do not grow anymore. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to see how this goes. But I do like it so far. And I it is nice to wake up and look in the mirror and be like, oh, half my makeup is already done, basically. Yeah, they look really good. How, how, was the pain, Thank you. how was the pain related to like other stuff that you've done? What Did, did it hurt really bad? Um. I've mentioned before on here, I have a pretty high pain tolerance for whatever reason, but 
this is a, it's not a good feeling. They yeah. do, they do the first pass through with the, you know, it's a microblade. So it's a tiny knife yeah. that deposits pigment into small cuts on your face basically. Yeah. So, um, they do the first pass without the numbing cream. I'm not sure why they can't numb you first. They'll do one pass without numbing cream. And then the second oh. pass through, they use the numbing cream. Um, maybe I will just find out later that my person really loves inflicting pain on people. Like it's just like a <laughs> fetish and that maybe everybody else has numbing cream the whole time, but oh, uh, she doesn't do it for the first pass. So it's, I think if it was on like your arm, maybe you would be like, ouch, but it's my arm, but it's ouch on your face. It's like right above your eyes, which is such a sensitive, makes your eyes water, makes you feel like you have to sneeze. It's just, it's pants of hurts. It's hurts. Yeah. And there, it's lots of, they're drawing individual brow hairs, brow strokes with a knife. Oh, well, I mean, it looks great. So <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I like you guys will be able to see on YouTube. Probably by the next episode, you'll be able to see it and um, it will have been more healed by then. But yeah, it's uh, it's a thing. So that's my little, my little segment. Nice. Love it. Beautiful. Any Thank any uh, last minute plugs or anything else, Kels? Just the tour dates, guys. Um, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show next week in San Francisco. I know we've got San Francisco Helpsters. So that the punchline, uh, just so many more coming up. Florida dates, Grand Rapids. KelseyCook.com for tour, tour dates and tickets and all that good stuff. Yay. And DelaneyFisher.com for business simplicity coaching and uh, the Aficionado podcast. Sweet. Well, we love you guys. We hope you're doing great. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 